Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri back with you here on the show. And coming up in just a little bit, we're going to go through our iconic football stadium of the day. In addition to football, we're actually going to do an iconic basketball stadium. Is it really an iconic basketball stadium, an iconic football stadium? If you don't know a lot of the players and they haven't won championships, well, that's why you guys get to decide. Let us know on Twitter at SportsGrid at Craig Mish. At Joe Ranieri, we'll touch on that in just a minute. But, of course, recapping our top story on Sports Grid today, if you're just joining us here at the top of the hour, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have made it pretty clear that they are all in on the 2020 NFL season. And if you were wondering, is there going to be a season in 2020? Well, then answer me this question. Would the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade draft picks in the 2020 NFL draft for a guy named Rob Gronkowski if they thought they weren't going to be playing? Because I don't think any other teams were knocking down that door for mm. Rob Gronkowski. Of course, Tom Brady playing right. with Gronk makes a lot of sense. So to me, I don't even care that Rob Gronkowski's on the Buccaneers. What I care about is having an actual 2020 fantasy football season, right. reality season, and gambling season. And this tells me either the Buccaneers believe there's going to be a season in 2020, which is why they traded for Gronk, or they're really dumb. Yeah, I the don't, other. I, listen, it's, um, they are continuing, as are other people, continuing to move down that path of we're playing some football here this year. And listen, that clock is running, man, both for Gronkowski and for Tom Brady. So let's face it, uh, I think all of them, and you mentioned earlier too, Tom was even caught uh, working out in a park there. How dare he? He was. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, they're uh, get ready. It's uh, they're planning on playing some football here, like it or not. Now, what we're going to do for you here on the show is I am going to set some fake FanDuel lines. Ooh. They don't exist yet on Rob Gronkowski's catches. OK. And touchdowns for 2020. Okay. So I essentially am the bookmaker, Joe. OK. Love and it. you're going to tell me whether or not you think, first of all, that my lines are good or, or not. Right. we got to be clear on that. You right, may say, right. Craig, you're a horrible odds maker, <laughs> which is probably going to be the case. Which is, But I but I think I'm okay at this. I think Go I'm ahead. Okay. So I'm going to give you his, uh, my created, before FanDuel puts them out, by the way, if you're watching a FanDuel, okay. go ahead and you could use my odds for free. No problem at all. Just take what I'm giving you and just use them. Because I'm going to try to get action on both sides, of course. Okay. You know, I'm, okay. I'm trying to go minus 110, minus 115 on both sides. So I am going to go, and here we go. Here we go, Joe. No, I'm going to give you Rob Gronkowski's total catches in 2020. The Craig Mish Sportsbook is opening up his total catches at 37.5, over under. Yeah, no, I'm going to go under. I'm under go 37 under. and a half. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to... Uh, Less than three catches a game. Yeah, yep, yeah. I don't um, I don't think is it so. A good, is it a good line or not good? I don't... Well, it's a good line. Did it make you think for uh, for more than a second? It did. It did. And okay. uh, I just don't think... I, I don't see him, A, playing a full 16 games. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if he is more of a... Uh, kind of a decoy than he is an actual target. There's too much speed and too much okay. other weapons on that team on the outside for 37. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see Rob it. Gronkowski's catches. Yeah. Uh, 42, 90, 55, 39, 82, 72, mm -hmm. 38, 105, 72. I don't see it. It's over every, it's been over every single year that he's played, yep. even in games that he's played eight and seven games. But listen, that's why you're good at your job, Joe. Yep, That's why I you're the expert here. It. So you're going to go under 37 and a half. I don't trust anybody coming out of retirement, staying on the field long enough to catch 40 balls. So Okay. And and mm -hmm. touchdowns. Oh. Touchdowns, touchdowns for Gronk. I'm going to set the line, the Craig Mish line, at three and a half. Three and a half touchdowns for 2020. I would say uh, he's going to go over that. Uh, he would go over that. I think he's so got four like a or four five. Or five on yeah, that? I think he's got a four or five in him. 
He's like a one yard. He's like they get the ball in the one because yes. they got a pass interference. They throw him the ball in the back of the end zone. He does yes. a spike, right? Yeah. He'll be a good. Uh, Is that zone. a good line? That's a, a very good line, low. actually. Yes, I enjoyed that. That's actually a very good job. So what would you, Joe, set the line at for his catches for the season? Forget about what you like over under. What line would you set if you wanted to act? Or unless maybe you like mine. I don't know. No, I mean, I thought 37 and a half was actually very, uh, very, very good. What we say? Last time, what, 78? Uh, but he played in, I think, I don't think he missed a game that, uh, that he, uh, he, he played 11 games. He played 13 games two years ago and he had 47 catches, 47. And that's kind of what and that's playing almost a full season. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't, to me, I don't think he gets a full season. So in. what do you think that, what would you make the line? Would you make it a little lower than five and a half? No, cause I think you, you listen, you want to be able to get, uh, the whole point of making a line is to be able to not necessarily to get, action, get it. Right. You want it on both sides. You want even action on both sides. So I'm thinking right around that, uh, what do you say, 47 and 11 games. So I'd be right around that 41 and a half, 42 mark. Um, I think a lot of people would just want to bet the over. On yes, him. exactly. And I know and that. And that's yeah, what you got to be aware about. Yep, absolutely. So, and that's what not they'll use the benchmark, 40. You know, 47 and a half, he played 11 games. I, listen, if he plays seven games, I'd be amazed here uh, really? if he gets that in. Yeah, Maybe I we just, should have a games played prop, too. Kind of hard. You you lose all that weight, then you put it all, you spend a year off, you, you and then all of a sudden you put that weight back on. It's a different ball game, man. It's a different ball game. And I mean, who are you not throwing the ball to then? No, you, they got those receivers, too. Yeah, uh, which is going to be tough. Uh, you know, decoys are great, but again... I will refer you back to what Craig and I said earlier. Uh, show us that all-world tight end that uh, that flourished under Bruce Aaron. You said it. Yeah. You're right under. And I, and you know what? That should have came to mind for me for fantasy too. There yeah. has not been. I, I I'm gonna go, I'm nope. gonna say Heath Miller is the best tight end under Bruce Arians ever. And even Does then, that, that right? wasn't. He was okay. Yeah, you know, it he was, was a fantasy. He wasn't the first fantasy tight no. end. He wasn't the second. He probably wasn't the third. Right. But he was like the fourth. Yeah. Or fifth. Yeah, he was know? good. Like he's starting. I mean, but, uh, no, no, not me, man. Uh, uh, uh-uh. not buying it. No. Twenty-five catchers. Then he pulls a quad or something. It could happen. Yeah. It could happen like that. It doesn't uh, cost much, right? What they say that the salary was. I think he was Bronco. Yeah, gotta, I think he only yeah. making a couple, uh, a couple yeah. of mil. I don't it's think it's not, great. It's not that. Look, it's it's Tom Brady wanting him to be there. Right. That's it. Which is why it's surprising to me that Antonio Brown mm-hmm. didn't didn't work out at all. Uh, maybe it will. You know, maybe he'll be the third receiver Crazy. in That's, Tampa Bay. We're trying to figure out mm-hmm. what running back they're going to have next. Got to be Marshawn Lynch. I think we've come to that. Yeah. Come That's, to that decision. He would have counted towards. Right? I mean, by being ag, like, he would have counted towards, they had to trade him New England, I think, right? Otherwise, he'd have been, he'd have counted way too much towards the uh Oh, if he came kit. back. If he if came, he came back, back, right? right? But so, if not, he's on, on the retired Right, list, he's right? on a retired. But if he had yeah. come back, like, they had to trade him. They couldn't just drop him. So, I mean, he. Right, no, yeah. it'd be too much. Yeah, no, yep. it doesn't make sense. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, David Cantor uh, was on our show mm-hmm. yesterday. We replayed some of that back. Uh, he seems pretty adamant about the top two picks in the draft essentially being Burrow mm-hmm. and Chase Young. I uh, in all now look, I'm following this more than I probably ever have in a while, but I don't ever recall seeing this much uncertainty with picks three, four, and five. Right. right. And we're going to a little bit later dive into the quarterbacks and and kind of how we see it, but. At least from the people that I'm following online, Joe, it seems very uncertain um, with a lot of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. As I told you last week, and I'll stick with it this week, and now the reports are starting to come out, uh, that I, I simply don't believe Herbert's going to Miami. I think they take either two or somebody else. Yep. And uh, we we saw some other reports that some teams may be trying to jump into the top three at this point, or maybe okay. even top four. Okay. Have you changed an opinion or had a solid opinion on on any of the quarterbacks and we'll get to it a little bit later on the over-unders but have you have you feel strongly about any of that i think that i think there's going to be a shocker in in the in the first in the top 10 i i just i think there is going to be one team that nobody really expects to do something crazy is going to do something crazy and I think it's going to be centered around that quarterback position. I really do. So I do think that there could be a uh, a big surprise in the top ten uh, when it comes to both Tua Herbert and uh, Jordan Love, and, yeah. and who knows? 
There might even be a uh, another quarterback somewhere in there that we don't know about. There's still a ton of great play. Even when when we talked to uh, David, he was talking about how um, there are still a lot of very good players out, you know, free agents that haven't been signed yet. Some people where, you know, what's going to happen when Andy Dalton here? Where, where is that going? If Andy Dalton wants to play or a shot to play, he's not playing with Cincinnati. He's not going to sit yeah. there and hold Burrow's hand. So I, I just think there's going to be a, a shocker that's going to, uh, to hit the board early on in the draft. Yeah, no, I I think that it's uh, it's very compelling. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to yep. being here on Sports Grid with uh, with everybody, and I'll be on my end covering it from Miami's end. And if anything else I hear throughout the draft, I'll certainly give it to you. But I would expect that Miami will be my main focus. What does uh, Miami if, do with the second pick in the? I mean, look, I I can I, I'll I'll tell you all the pieces of information mm-hmm. that I've been given over the last couple of months, and it's not a lot, right. but I can tell you what I've been given. Um, I told you, Joe, from from the jump here that they're not going to take Herbert. Did I not? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So that, that's that's now I I can't tell you for sure if they're going to take Tua. Right. I can't I can't do that, but I can tell you they're not going to take Herbert. They're not taking Herbert. Okay. That, I, mean, I mean, look again. I'm just giving you the information that I was given. Yep. Yep. Um, West Coast guy, never been out of Oregon, never taken a. You I know, mean, look, I mean, listen. I I'm it. just again. I mean, I have an excellent track record with reporting mm-hmm. this sort of stuff, but that's not to say I've never been wrong ever, and maybe I'll be wrong this time. But that is just what I was told, is that it was a very low percentage chance that they were going to take him, and then I was told they're not taking him. Um, I know that they like DeAndre Swift a lot. I yep. know they brought Dobbins in, mm. but I know that they've liked Swift for a while. I don't know that they would take him with that second pick that they have. Okay. And obviously that's going to be predicated as to what they do in the top five. If they still have that top five, if okay. they move up, move down, I know they like Swift. Um, I know that they would prefer Love, okay, over Herbert, okay, but I don't believe that they have a first round grade on Love, okay. Now you and I both know, in the history of the NFL draft, from the time the college football season ends mm-hmm. to the time that we get to right now, there's no other inflation like quarterback inflation in the NFL draft. So true. The season ends, and Jordan Love is like, oh, maybe he'll be a third-round pick, and now he's a first in the top 20 pick, right? So now, true, maybe man. on draft night, right. he's a second-round pick. I mean, it happens, and mm-hmm. we always everyone goes back to Aaron Rodgers. Everyone had him as a top 15 pick, and he slipped all the way down. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't put love in that category with those other guys, and I don't think the Dolphins do too. So I think that the way that they look at it is that if they didn't take Tua with the first pick and they could get love with their first pick and they get love in the second round, what is the worst-case scenario there, Joe? If love doesn't work out, you still have Fitzpatrick as your quarterback (laughs) next year. You go right back into the draft the following year, you take another guy. It's almost the same thing as Haskins, except for you're not – giving up that kind of draft capital like Washington did with Has- with Haskins, and I don't think they're fully convinced that Haskins is the answer there either. I- I'm so going to be fascinated. What I-, I would think Rosen. they would love to get Love in the second round if they could, if they didn't take Tua, but then go. everybody knows, Joe, if they don't take Tua, that they're going to want. There's no way that he's going to fall to them right. in the second round because someone would probably come up and snatch him. Uh, but when we go over the odds, by the way, I think that we're going to learn a lot more. As Listen, if FanDuel has it right, we're right. going to learn a lot more about this than we even know. Because when you look at those odds for both Herbert and Love, it tells you neither of those guys are getting drafted as high as everyone thinks. There could be a, a fall from grace. I'm telling you, I, I think there's going to be a, a couple of shockers there in the top of the draft. And the wild card, again, for the Dolphins to me is Josh Rosen. I just don't. Why? I, I don't think there's any future. I don't, well, if the... Maybe not with the Dolphins, but that's Maybe certainly that's certainly a piece though. I the kid's what, twenty-four another kid at twenty-four years old. He's never gotten a chance really to do a darn thing. Yeah, so, last year was unfair. Yeah. yeah, I was so was his first year was completely unfair. So I you know, he's young enough and I do think there would be a team that would be willing to swap out something along the I think he's gonna be part of the draft experience. Uh, I don't know how, whether it's a... But, but Miami, can they afford to take on more draft picks at this point? <laughs> well, or move up to get somewhere, I think. Well, that's possible. Yeah, That's possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're I mean, not going to Patrick is going to be their starter next year. Right. That's, and if they yeah. go with two, chances are he's going to be... All right, you got that. You're not going to hold three quarterbacks on the roster, I don't think. 
No, no. I look. I I think. And and again, now we go from facts that I know to right. my opinion. Right. And I've given you what I know factually. Now I'm giving you my opinion. I think it would be an epic mistake for them to pass on to him. I really do. I, I see him as so much better than those other quarterbacks mm-hmm. that we're talking about. To me, he's the only bona fide star quarterback in this draft. I cannot say that at all about Love. I watched him a lot. Right. And Herbert, to me, as I've talked about here on the show before, that's the best that you've gotten out of a quarterback that had the same offensive lineman for mm-hmm. almost three years, five straight Five guys playing on the same offensive line in college for three years, that's the best of what you're going to get. That's mm-hmm. not going to be like that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, my second favorite quarterback is Jalen Hurts. I mean, well, that's, let me that's, ask my, you that's my second how, favorite quarterback. How good, have Her- how good would have Herbert have done if he had Ruggs and Judy to throw to? Because yeah, he had nobody to throw that's to. That's fair, but but he had the blocking. The, the no one, no quarterback in college in the last decade has had blocking yeah, like that. Yeah, but they don't throw the ball. They're a running team. I mean, that's you know, that's basically it. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna get up I'm there. Not they're gonna believer, quit I'm not a believer. I'm not a I don't know, man. I thought what we got in the Rose Bowl and what we saw. Yeah, yeah, great Rose Bowl. I yeah. think that's more of what he should have been in. Then, you know, Cristobal, who I think is just a, a terrible coach. Uh, I just, I don't, I, I don't buy it at uh, whatsoever. I think he doesn't do anybody who wants to go to the NFL any justice uh, with that program there on the offense. But uh, no denying he's got the arm. He's good above the shoulder. Seems to be a good kid. Stays out of trouble. And let us not forget, yeah. he went and got surgery last year. The year before he walked into his senior year, he wanted to play in that LSU game. And almost beat them, guys. Almost beat them, and he wasn't 100. percent Yeah. Listen, you make really good points, and we and we all have to, you know, plant yep. our flag with the guys that we like in this draft. And for me, it does remind me a little bit about. And I know uh, Nick Saban made this comment yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. Nick Saban wants his quarterbacks drafted right. high. I get, oh, I get that. Yes. And Nick Saban was the one inevitably that mm-hmm. made the decision to take uh, Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees, which changed the entire history of the Dolphins franchise. It feels a little bit like that here. I I, (laughs) I think it would be a big mistake to pass on this guy. Every quarterback can get hurt in the NFL at any given time. You don't know. Is he a little bit more injury prone than others? Yeah, potentially. But Tua is a stud, man. I mean, he is so much better than those other guys. Yep. And, um, And the only one that I like more that I like Tua is Trevor Lawrence. You know, he, yes. he's the only and, – and, again, you, I mean, Dolphins are not tanking. They didn't even tank last year. They can't even get the tank right, right last year. Right, right. And cost me money. Yeah. So, so my, I love Trevor Lawrence. I'm all in on him. I know he had a bad game in the uh, championship game. But Tua and Lawrence, to me, are the bona fide guys. And after that, I would take the guy from Hawaii. Who's tanking from McDonald? Yeah, absolutely. I like him. Yep. I, think he, I think he's got a chance to be good. Yep. So, I, I just don't like those other guys at the top. All right, uh, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. Joe and I will be back with a whole lot more, including our uh, our stadium tour. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Miss Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we're getting ready to take our college football tour for the day. Hopefully, of course, there'll be games in college football this season. And, of course, uh, yesterday the president of, uh, of Connecticut, of mm. UConn, came out yesterday, Joe, and said, late yesterday, um, fall sports will likely be canceled. Mm. And, the, and the quote is, current thinking is that likely fall sports will be canceled with the exception of those that can be played at a safe distance. This is the president uh, who spoke to a, a UConn journalism class. I guess maybe this was on the web somewhere months ago. Hopefully this is not the case. And again, there'll be some walking back, of course, on this. No doubt about it, but it's the last thing that we want to hear. Going to be tough, for sure, to have a lot of people in college football stadiums in August and September. But we'll just have to see where we're at in a few months from now as we press on. And yeah. so, uh, Joe, I, you know, I, I wanted to... Today, not necessarily go back to an iconic stadium in terms of championships, because mm-hmm. clearly, as we start off with this today, uh, Wisconsin hasn't won a lot of championships. But their stadium opened up 
as their stadium basically is as old as almost any college football stadium in the country, if not older, 1917. It certainly is. And it's, uh, you know, to this day, and we had talked about it here, it's uh, it's that one uh, college football stadium that uh, anybody who's ever been there is like, you you don't, it's just crazy. It's absolute craziness, man. The the fans are great. The, uh, The teams are always tough. It's just classic Big Ten football, but Camp Randall and the University of Wisconsin is supposed to be a very special place, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. And um, look, they haven't won a ton of titles, but as Joe said, it's the environment and the college atmosphere that is there is is unlike any other. It's really unmatched. It's crazy. And you would think Wisconsin would be in the SEC, honestly, with the way that they kind of play football there. But um, uh, anyway, uh, opened up 1917. This is called Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. For those of you who don't know, you've heard it referred to as Camp Randall for sure. Uh, home of the Wisconsin Badgers and one college football championship that honestly Joe and I probably don't even remember. That was yeah. back in 1942. So we would have to Google the archives there uh, for sure with yes. Wisconsin. But when it comes to mind for me, what do I think of, Joe? I think of big dudes on the offensive line. Yep. I think of a lot of uh, a lot of snow mm-hmm. in, in December and January. I think of Barry Alvarez a little bit, too. Like I think yep. all the years that he was there. And I think that, unfortunately, what I think of now with Wisconsin, Joe, is that I think that it's like Wisconsin is the team that plays in the Rose Bowl every year. Why? Right. <laughs> Because they're not in the championship, because that's Ohio State playing in the playoff. Good and point. because they're in the playoff, that means the Rose Bowl gets the next best thing, and it mm-hmm. always seems to be Wisconsin. Always. Yep. Absolutely always. But look, great, great school, great program, tough, hard-nosed uh, kids. They play great football. We've had our share of pretty good running backs uh, that come out of sure. there. Yeah. Never really been a great quarterback school. Um, but certainly offensive linemen and some defensive uh, players, too, that uh, would certainly come to mind. But for the most part, uh, it, I, running backs and offensive linemen, it's, uh, it seems to be a NFL factory there. Yeah, no doubt. Russell Wilson is uh, mm. the only one and yep. only one year. Yep. Oh, okay, so uh, let's get it going here. Here are the iconic players to play in a Wisconsin Badgers uniform. I had never heard of Alan Amici, but he wow. was a Heisman Trophy winner and and part of uh, you know championship type seasons with with Wisconsin. So uh, he played in that stadium. They opened up in 1917. There are going to be names we've never heard of before, but this is part of the learning process here on Fantasy Sports today. You're going to learn about some guys you've never heard of. That's I've correct. heard of the rest. I've heard of all these other guys. Uh, Ron Dane, another Heisman Trophy winner for Wisconsin. Of course, his NFL career, I can only remember one game on a Thanksgiving that he was awesome. Um, that's it. I don't really re- that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember much else. Yeah. I remember thinking he was going to be good, but he wasn't. Uh, Mike Webster, who is a college football Hall of Famer and one of the best offensive linemen in Steelers history, unfortunately yes. uh, passed away many years ago. Yeah, but terrible. I think that he needs to be mentioned as well. Yes, absolutely. It was, uh, I believe, CTE, wasn't it, uh, somewhere along the line? I think he was one of the first cases of acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Beloved Steeler, that's for sure. Yeah. And and Ron Dane, Joe, uh, you know, look, I mean, as you said, they've just been piping out running backs for a long period of time. And Dane was just one of many there. It's just once they get to the NFL, it can't be the slow plotting running back. It's just not that kind of game anymore. No, no, no. It was, uh, and and it was so funny because when he went to the Giants, I think they had Jacobs too, didn't they? And they had Brandon Jacobs. I'm like, that's just a lot of, there wasn't uh, anything really athletic about uh, what they were doing there. So, uh, but uh, he set all sorts of records at college, too, I believe. Yeah, it was the Heisman winner. Yeah, I mean, he broke all sorts of uh, some college rushing records and stuff. So it just never never panned out at the NFL. Just never did. Yeah, yeah we got J.J. Watt. Why mm-hmm. is J.J. Watt uh, number four here? Well, again, I do this in era, in terms of eras a lot. And the other part of this is, is I got to be, you know, really transparent on this one. J.J. Um, Watt's a better NFL player than he ever was in college. I yes. Mean, that's just the truth. Good point. J.J. I mean, Watt was good in college. But he wasn't even much his first year with the Houston nope. Texans. It was really when the playoffs came around that second year that he good took point. off. Yep. Uh, but uh, he's he's an alumni there, and he was very good there. But he was not a superstar like he is not now by in the any NFL. stretch of the imagination. Nope. nope. Uh, Joe Thomas, another great college football player, probably ends up in the College Football Hall of Fame first round pick from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. He played there for more than a decade, Joe, and. Yep. 
Unfortunately for Joe Thomas, he never played on a good Browns team. <laughs> he played <laughs> so in Cleveland for all those years. That was the problem. And, yep. and they were like, oh, why did you retire? Mm-hmm. You could have played with Baker Mayfield. And that didn't even go well this year. And so it's like, mm-hmm. well, he would have stayed around for another year, and it just wouldn't have amounted to got a to lot of hands in his crotch over today's uh, snapping footballs, too, man. Yeah, An awful yeah. lot. Uh, every, most of those quarterbacks you get on that list there were uh, were with Joe Thomas. Uh, what a sh- Unbelievable. Because he'd have been... He'd have been so good on so many other teams. He was awesome. Been, oh, it was ridiculous. Yep. Unreal. Melvin Gordon is our final one here. Gordon had a couple of really good years at Wisconsin and, of course, uh, went on to have a solid NFL career. I don't know where that career is headed right now with the Denver Broncos, but he was very good with the Chargers and yep. obviously very good with Wisconsin. So um, that's what I got here yep. for the top six. Uh, any players you want to mention that I missed? I've got a couple that were – that fell a little short. I, uh, well, you know, you'd mentioned Russell Wilson, which I thought was, uh, was very interesting, but and I don't even know if a lot of people still understand that the Russell did not start at Wisconsin. He started at North Carolina state. So it's interesting when graduate he, year. Yeah. When it, yeah. So it's, um, it, it, an interesting dichotomy there, but a lot of those teams back in the, uh, back in those Barry, Barry Alvarez days, man, they were, um, it was an instant ticket to the mm-hmm. NFL for a lot of guys on that team. Yeah, and then Brett Bielema went there. Yes. Um, I thought Bielema was a good yep. coach. It didn't work out for him in Arkansas, but yep. I, I liked Bielema. Yep. I thought Absolutely. that he was good there, but it, uh, yep. I, I'm surprised he hasn't coached again. He must be still getting paid. By no, didn't he? Uh, he did. Didn't he? The defensive coordinator, the, the guy from uh, the Ravens, um, played there? Didn't he? Uh, uh, Leonard, Jim Leonard. Uh, yes. He yes. played there, right? Yeah, so I remember that. Okay, so he's the new defensive coordinator there. Actually, pretty good, too. But, um, yeah, you nailed most of the good. Most of the big name guys you it. got. Yeah, yeah, most of them when you got. A lot of offensive linemen played, but you never. You Shocking. Know, people yeah, we got know. three offensive linemen uh, on this list. Exactly. So. Yep, that tells you everything. All right, so uh, from college football, we're actually going to do a little NBA today, and we're going to keep it right here in South Florida. I figured we'll have a little fun with this. and. There was another way, but hold on with it. There was. Oh, want... oh I got. Um, oh, here's some other names too. Yeah. I'll give you that. Give uh, Travis Frederick, with the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, Cowboy. Okay. Uh, Troy Vincent played at Wisconsin. Oh, very good, very good. That's uh, it. What was that? There was another running back sandwiched between Ron Dane and Melvin Gordon, um, that also had a bunch of yards. Uh, ball? Was it Ball? I think he was with. Auntie Denver. Ball. Yeah, right. Remember that? He it was another guy was that right. had. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of uh, another guy that running wise they gave the ball to three, four hundred times in a season. Yeah, Monty Ball had uh, yeah five thousand yards. Yep. He had actually more than Melvin Gordon. Melvin, there, yeah, so he was bad call by me. I probably yep. should have had him. Yeah, that yeah, was James White actually was Duncan also Duncan. too. Yeah, and then he went to I think Monty Ball went to went to Denver also. Ironically enough, he did. Yep. He did. Mike Michael Bennett uh, yes. was a was a good running back there, and then also with the Vikings. If I'm also not mistaken. good. Yeah, yeah, running backs and offensive line. DJ Hill. Yep. Yeah, that was right. I remember it. it was Clement, Clement too. That's right. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, um, was Joe Juravicious? No, he was on no, the No, I game. don't. Uh, was he? I think that's it. I'm that's good. it. Okay. Yeah. No, we, it was good. We, we killed that. I think we got, I think yep. we got Wisconsin right. Yep. Finally, I got one right. It took all year. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to South Florida here. Okay. And let's move on to uh, American Airlines Arena. Mm. And you're like, well, Craig, why are you including a team that has only been in their arena for you know, five, ten years. They've been in there for 19 it's years. It's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> yes. They've been, I was at the first game there. My car got towed. That's wow. The best story. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, go. My car got towed. You used yep. to have to pay a guy to watch your car at the old arena. That's but uh, this one, they opened up in 2000, home of the Miami Heat, and uh, three championships, of course, in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken here, that's Joe. Correct. Um, should have been a lot more. Remember the whole not one, not two, not three? Uh, that didn't quite work out. LeBron James, after the after losing in the uh, final one, uh, left town, went to Cleveland. But they did get a couple NBA championships with him. And, of course, they got one before he got there. And uh, so, you know, in Heat history, Joe, and I was a season ticket holder back in, like, the late 80s, late 90s. And, of course, Glenn Rice was on those teams. Tim Hardaway was on those teams. But we're starting basically at 2000 since they moved into what would be considered the new place here. Okay. Really? Uh- Trying to think, it was it. When did Shaq get here? Shaq got here. 
Yeah, it, he he played there and he won the championship. Right, there. right, and that was they, had, there they wasn't had a big much... parade for him when he right, yes, yeah, when he he rolled in on the diesel, right, he rolled he rode in on that truck. But I that was, was at that. Yeah, yeah that I, was. I they they had not been up. in that arena very long, I think, when he had got a couple here, of so. years. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. This is when the whole Shaq and Kobe thing was going on. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, they didn't want to. Oh, they didn't long. want to win ten titles. They only wanted to win three. Another. I mean, we're watching this. I mean, it's like so many people are asking themselves, like. Why did they break up the Bulls? Well, I mean, they broke up the Lakers. The Warriors broke themselves up. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is sports. This is egos. Yeah. It happens. It's just, it's never, it seems crazy to think never. that no. Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf did not want to bring Michael Jordan back and Scottie Pippen back and all these guys for another five years yeah, it's and let them age and fall apart but still fight yep. to win championships. Again, they probably would have won another one. Yep. But this is what, you know, people think that they're smart and they want to do things their way. And uh, and That's Pat right. Riley would be at the top of the list for people yep. who wanted to do things his way, too. That's so, correct. All right, iconic Heat players in uh, in the history of South Florida sports. You got Dan Marino, you got Dwayne Wade, one and two. I mean, I don't know how which way you slice it. Some people think Wade is now the all-time sports guy in, in Miami. It's very possible that he yep. is in Marino's, too. But um, they're one and two regardless of that. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. As Joe mentioned, came over, and the Heat actually were doing very well in the new arena. They had Lamar Odom, and they had a lot of other players. And then as soon as they got those players, they just traded them to get Shaq, and they sent them off to L.A. And That's correct. Karan Butler came yep. up with the Heat. He was a great rookie with them as well. All those players were gone. They brought in Shaq. Shaq got him a title. And then two years later, Shaq wanted out of Miami, if you if you remember correctly. Yep. Uh, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, of course. Those guys part of the equation. Wade, James, and Bosch were the big three. Udonis Haslam uh, playing with the Heat, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, his tenure is the longest in the history of, NBA, of the NBA. One player on one team. I mean, guys, you would never uh, think that, but uh, Haslam has been there forever. And then Alonzo Mourning did a lot of his damage with the Heat yes. at the old Miami Arena. Yes, yes, yep. But he was part of the the Heat in the new one, or new, but yep. you know, 17 years, 18 years. Uh, for the first couple of years, they were open, and then remember the Heat went into this huge tailspin where they lost right. like 60 games, and instead of retiring, Alonzo Mourning chose to leave and go play for New Jersey. That's correct. I don't know why he did that, and then said, "Oh, maybe I made a mistake," and then came back to he the figured Heat. figured it out, yeah, up, and ended it. up winning yeah. uh, the championship, the one championship mm-hmm. with uh, with Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, Gary Payton, Antoine Walker, uh, yep. Jason Williams, and that group. Crazy. It was great too. It was. Uh, it was you go to uh, any of that stuff? You ever go to any of those uh, championships? Early I mean, on, either the, LeBron the years or year. Yeah, the Shaq year. I did. Uh, oh, the Shaq I went that did, year yeah. there. Then I went to see LeBron a couple of times too, as well. It's it, you. You would. That's the reason why, for a very long stretch of time, you were not getting a, a ticket into the AAA arena. It was. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you. In, in my opinion, looking back on it now, and mm-hmm. I and I was able to go to all of that stuff. I right. went to championships, both of them, covered them as media, went as a fan even before that, but you know, covered a lot of those games. When look, there's no doubt that when LeBron made his announcement and he announced that he was going to sign with the Heat, there was a fever like that we have never seen before, and I get that. Yeah, right. But I still think that there it was nothing like Shaq. When when Shaq was traded to the Heat and he had that parade, yep. like it, it was a different day when LeBron signed because that was when we were first starting getting into Twitter and he had his right. own announcement. But right. but you but Shaq was global, you know, like people wanted to be in that front row and see him play. And while LeBron, of course, was very hot and they won championships, it, it didn't have the same feeling. Now, they went on to have a lot more success with LeBron than they did when Shaq was there, that's for sure. But I still think the impact was bigger when Shaq got there because, Joe, the Heat was not on the map in the NBA to that point. They had done okay. They had played in a lot of Eastern Conference right. battles with the Knicks, you know, but they had never really accomplished anything. No, and they, not at when all. when Shaq got there, that changed everything. Yep. It really did. Yep, that was a... Um... That's what really started it all because that's when uh, the myth and uh, the legend of uh, Pat Riley, man, being able to, where did, and if, if I remember correctly too, it wasn't like anybody was even talking about Shaq choosing Miami. Like it was, next thing you know, the guy's in an 18-wheeler, you know, driving down. Yeah, uh, no, at, yeah going, it's true what? because at that time, yeah. the Heat had drafted Wade mm-hmm. and they had signed Lamar Odom. Yep. 
and Odom was a big deal at that oh, time. Oh yeah, people big forget time. about how good he was. Yeah, big time. And and they and they also had this kid Karan Butler mm -hmm. who was I don't know if he, he may have been the rookie of the year. I mean Karan yeah. Butler was great. Absolutely. But he, they had this core of guys. Yep. And they broke it all up to get Shaq, which worked. I mean, yep. it was worth it. They they shipped them all to L.A. Yep. That's but inevitably, crazy. that's kind of what started putting uh, Miami on the basketball map. And, and they have great fans, too, yep. very passionate fans. Awesome. Well. Shane Battier played there for a long yep. time as yep. well. He was part of People those. People forget Gary Payton won a championship with the Heat. Absolutely. Yep. Couldn't get it done in Seattle. So. No, he could not. Mm -hmm. Had to run through Jordan. <laughs> All right, coming up next, the latest NFL draft odds. According to FanDuel, we're going to hit on the quarterbacks today. So don't go away. We'll be back right after that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. If you're watching our show live, that is cool and that is fine. But I do want to remind you, you can access all of our shows on demand just by pulling up YouTube, liking and subscribing to our show and hitting the notifications on button. Mm -hmm. And then that show will get noted. You'll get notified every day. And then you can watch our shows on demand whenever you like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In addition to that, just a quick reminder... And then I'll let Joe give the rest of the details on this because he is the show planner for mm. our draft ex extravaganzas on Thursday and Friday. But mm -hmm. we'll be live at 8 o'clock Eastern on SportsGrid.com. And all of the hosts that you see in our family on SportsGrid are all going to be tackling this NFL draft team by team, position by position, player by player. I'll be involved in it as well, handling, handling a lot of what Miami ends up doing one right. way or the other. Uh, but Joe, any anything else that you'd like to throw in or add to this before we get to what what probably is going to be our last time going through the quarterback odds? Yes. On yep. No, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great Thursday, Friday. I mean, we'll have you uh, we'll have you covered certainly going live at eight o'clock there, right around the draft time. So it uh, it uh, we're going to go in sync with, of course, Roger Goodell and company. And we're going to give you certainly a, a big uh, betting perspective uh, from this draft. Ton of prop bets. A couple of side bets among hosts, too, that uh, oh, will be discussed right. there. So there will be uh, some payment uh, that's going to have to take place there uh, among a few of them. So friendly. What, what is the key? What is that key? If, if you could give me one, what is give me one good side bet? That's 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 been executed. Uh, there's a uh, there's a few hosts that uh, are con convinced absolutely convinced that the chargers do not go with a quarterback um in the with the sixth pick uh in fact uh that uh, many of them feel that there is going to be somebody that comes from past the chargers that's going to move up into the top 10 to grab a quarterback i don't know which okay. one but that it's going to be somebody else is going to shock uh is going to shock us and come in there there seems to be this feeling that, like you had mentioned too, Tua and Herbert, everyone expects three out of the top five picks to be quarterbacks. And not a lot of people think that uh, around here. So what side are you on? Uh, I think they're going to go because I'm with you. I don't think they have. Listen, if, if you're Chris Greer, you're screwed if you do, and you're screwed if you don't. I mean, if you pick him, right, if you pick uh, Tua and he goes out, gets hurt, and, you know, he spends another year, two years, on, you got to, you're screwed, right? But if you don't pick him and he goes to somebody else and he stays healthy and all of a sudden he takes over the world, you lose your job. At it. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And Chris Greer, you might as well go and take the quarterback and let the chips fall where they may. Of course you do. And not only yep. that, think about this, Joe, for a second here. And if you, and look, I don't know that, that these guys think about job security 24-7. I don't know how that works. But we all know it. We mm -hmm. all know it exists. Yep. And in terms of job security, what better security would you have than taking Tua and not having to have to play him for one game all of next year? Your record doesn't even matter. Exactly. You know that in two years you have to play him no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
It, it is going to be kind of hard, too, though, for any of the, If you're picking a quarterback in the top five or six, very hard to sit them on the bench. Uh, you know, come oh, but at I, think some two, point. I don't think Tua's playing, though. I, I do not think he's playing. Well, he because he's telling everyone he's healthy. So if he I doesn't healthy, ma- it doesn't make a difference. I, I don't think wherever he goes, he plays for. Uh, look, he may play in week 14, but, you know, yeah. again, I, I, I don't think he starts It'll off the season as a starter. Be very interesting. Okay. Yeah, and the other side bet too. I'm no, no. But you know what I really wanted to know was the the side bet. Are you the Chargers one? Is that one you're in on? Are you in on that? That I'm. Uh, I am not in on that. No, okay. I don't. I don't think they're going quarterback. Uh, at least I hope they don't call quarterback. But I do think that uh, chalk will prevail in this uh, draft. I'm expecting uh, that they're going to go and grab the quarterbacks they have to, and then that the fun okay. part of this draft will begin with the Jets at number eleven. Okay. The rest will All be right. pretty chalky. So, so let, let's go through uh, the, the the quarterback odds, and these mm-hmm. are courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook. So here we go. We'll start off with Tua, mm. and his position on FanDuel right now is exactly where you would expect it to be. Yep. And this has moved a little bit to uh, the under, and, and it's, it's climbing here at minus 150. So full expectations here um, from most that Tua is going to be taken in the first five. The over is plus 118. And then I do believe that he that this will be an under, and I think Miami will end up taking him, and uh, and that's that's where I'm going to stand on it. I, I can't say I'm certain of that, but if if I if I had stake in the game, and to be tr- fully transparent, I don't have any stake in the game in this draft, no money. So but, uh, uh, my prediction is, would be under. if it goes over the five and a half, who's taking it? Um, if, if the if the if the Dolphins and the Oakland. Chargers, you think Oakland would move? Do you think Jacksonville would do it? No, Oakland. Yeah. Okay. So you don't you don't think so? You, Oakland would go from twelve and say let's let. Yes. Well, they certainly got the capital. To do if it, Oakland so. sees an opportunity to get this guy and sit behind Carr and then take over in two years in that stadium in Vegas. Interesting. Yep. yep. Interesting. I mean, I don't see I don't see Mayock or Gruden being afraid of that. No, I don't think either. And no. they got a boatload. That's interesting. So I, I, that, that that's listen. To, that's an opinion, by the way. Right. That's that's presented with no factual evidence. Right, right, an, right, right. Of course. Well, most of it is all. Right. Involved. Now, now, um, on this one, you know, this is pr- this is relatively easy for me as well. Um, okay. The NFL odds, the, the draft odds on on Herbert. I think I've laid it out for you. Um, from what I've heard, the Dolphins are not taking him. So, this is an over five and a half minus one forty eight. I feel better about this one than I do on Tua. So I would. I mean, this this would probably be my favorite of all of them, knowing what I know. So I'd go over five and a half, and lay 148 bucks to win 100 if that's what you're going to end up doing. I guess that there could be some team that we don't know of that's in love with this guy that I'm unaware of to this point because certainly I'm not aware. I don't think anybody else is aware, or this wouldn't be on the board. Fanduel's not taking bets on things that people know. It's all a guess. We know that. Right. So, Joe, do you side any which way on this one? Any any strong opinion? I let me ask you which. If it, let's say, Chargers come, right, and uh, the people in uh, at SportsGrid uh, who feel pretty strongly say Chargers go defense and they it don't make, go. It, it would make sense, but who I, do you I think, I, I goes think up? Herbert could end up going way after all this. Really? Stuff. So do you think the Raiders would do the same? Do you think the Raiders yep. would go get her? All right, so yep. you think the Raiders are going to sit there, and if any one of those two guys drops close enough after that, they'll go – because we know there's not a lot of teams after that that would ever take a quarterback outside of Jacksonville at nine, but Carolina's not, so Arizona's not, the Jets aren't. So basically, it could be the Raiders for the pick on who's ever left over. I think it is. I yep. think it is. Look, I mean, a Carr is not Gruden's guy. No, right. No, he's not Mayock's guy. Neither is Mariota. This, this, this is all of sports. This yep. is when the GM takes over another team and they inherit a player. Yep. So true. Sometimes it works, but more often than not, they're looking to get their own guy. I yep. think the Raiders are coming out of this draft with their with a new quarterback. With and somebody. it won't be somebody that'll start. It'll be somebody that'll play mm-hmm. behind Carr. Yep. And, and, and Carr's a great guy. He's going to understand that. He's getting mm-hmm. paid a lot of money. Yep. And and he's going to play eight games, and if he plays well, he'll play 16 games. And then yep. whoever that quarterback is plays the next year. Yep. I think the Raiders end up with somebody else. Uh, wow. How about this indictment on uh, Jordan Love? Let's take a look at this one. Oof. Wow. Okay. Oof. So Oof. what are they telling you here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, right? Over 19.5 minus 200 plus 154 at under 19.5. I mean, this is if th- is this is screaming Jordan Love's not a first-round pick? Wow. I mean, t- to me, it is. 
Wow. Unless, unless some team is jumping up or jumping down, I mean, I'm not laying minus 200 on an NFL draft bet. No way. So Nope. Nope. This. I mean, that's what that's what th- this to me was the biggest indictment on any of the things that I saw when I was pulling this up today, Joe. I, I don't think Jordan loves going in the first round. I got I gosh, I got to tell you, man, it's uh, it's interesting because as you get past 20, you know what I mean? There's uh, there's a couple of very interesting teams uh, when you go there, including uh, the New England Patriots who were sitting around there at 23. That, that could, could be, you know, that could be interested or. You might have some teams maybe at the top of uh, of day two that uh, might be willing to move up there at the bottom of day one and pick him up if he's still there. But that's a minus 200 at 20 or more, guys, is screaming second round. It's got to be. I mean, screaming second what round. Would, what would you make? Oof. I mean, think about this. Like, you're looking – if somebody was to retort to that mm-hmm. and was listening or watching and saying, what are you guys talking about? It doesn't necessarily mean that he's going in the second round. Well, let me pose this question. If it's minus two hundred right. at nineteen and a half, what do you think? My, what do you think the twenty fifth pick is? It's still minus one fifty or minus one forty. Exactly. If they were going to make those odds, yep, exactly correct. I mean, it I, does feel like that's the case. It you know. feels like it. Well, I mean, listen, it's funny. What nineteen, right? Um, you've got nineteen and twenty. Uh, somewhere around that is going to believe. I believe eighteen is. Uh, you got that second pick coming right in that ballpark of both of the Raiders and Jacksonville. So that uh, that could very well be an interesting spot here, which I think is why they've got it sandwiched between 19 and a half, because 23 is the Patriots. I agree with you, yeah. I mean, the other part of this too, Joe, is that I don't know that teams like like Green Bay mm. and there are some other ones, right. New Orleans, like, like he's like love is a second round pick for those teams. Like Absolutely. You, you take care of your business in the first round with the thing that you need right. for this year. Yep. And then you have the luxury in the second round of taking That's that correct. guy. I don't know. Something tells me love goes in the second round of this of this would draft. Not, would not surprise me. I mean, there's a couple of teams. I think there's five or six teams that don't have a sec, uh, first round pick. So, right. Um, right. you know, they may be willing to move up there um, and go ahead and get him in the bottom of that round. So it'll be fascinating seeing where where he goes and, and with the rest of these guys as well. And, and by the way, two months, two months ago, everybody thought he was going in the second round. And we and, and by the way, he's done nothing in two months. That's correct. Except for say hello. And yep. they moved up. It's quarterback inflation every year. Yep. OK, Jacob Eason. I, I don't I don't. This is tougher for me because now we're starting to die. We're starting to dive into possibilities for teams in the third round and beyond here. Essentially, yes. I mean, it, it could be a second, it could be a third, but we, we don't know. And and it, these are just stayaways for me. But Joe, uh, it, 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 this is a backup plan for someone that doesn't land. I think one of these other guys over 47 and a half is set at minus 138. The under is at plus 108. I mean, I guess you could throw a dart and hope he gets taken ahead of love. Maybe right. it's possible. It's possible. I mean, we've seen stranger things happen. It wouldn't shock me. I'm, I I personally think he could be as good as love or better. So yes. it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this happen. I would lean toward the under. And if I'm going to throw a dart here, this may be the one that I would throw. Yeah, it's interesting because if you're going 47, that's, uh, I'll give you the, kind, the teams leading up to that. You got uh, Tampa at 45, Denver at 46, the Falcons at 47, the Jets at 48, and the Steelers at 49. Oh, so you go. Pittsburgh's a possibility. Yeah, interesting that they Tampa's could go a possibility. home. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Sit behind because yeah. they're going to have to go quarterback at some point, these of teams. Course. So of course. then not yeah. a bad chance to take a flyer right around that number. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I would probably have to admit that I believe Herbert's better than Love. But right. at the point where I get to love, I have no real difference between love, Eason, from, and even Jalen. Well, Hurts Eason's got the better arm. I mean, the yeah, guy's got. I think Eason could be better. Yeah, like, very easily. Yeah, I mean, I like I like watching him play last yep. year. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Jake Fromm of Georgia, who was solid but unspectacular. Jake mm-hmm. Fromm's going to play in the league for ten years with somebody. It may it may he may not be a starter. He may be a backup, but. His over is uh, set as 61 and a half minus 130. So this is kind of telling you that looks like late second or third for him. I would say that most likely third for Fromm. But yeah. uh, under 61 and a half is plus 106. Fromm is, is probably going to enter a situation, Joe, that has an established starting quarterback would be my guess. Yes. And and this is where we're starting to get into to New Orleans Green Bay range, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. 
and and maybe even Minnesota too. You know, yep. like um, you know, they're they're confident with Cousins, but let's bring somebody else in maybe to compete in a year or two. Because I don't think Fromm is playing at all for anybody yeah. this year. It's interesting too because the bottom half of that second round, at 61 is Tennessee. Just right. before that is Baltimore and Seattle. And just after that is Green Bay, Kansas City, and Seattle. So it'll be very interesting. The Dolphins yeah. have the 56 pick um, in case he's still hanging around there. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I could see somebody maybe looking to go up and get him uh, continuing. Again, could be a third rounder, but you know what? If somebody loves him, they'll come up in the bottom of the second round there, especially with Seattle, uh, two picks, 59 and 64. For sure. Yeah, the uh, the one quarterback that, you know, and we didn't do Hurts here. Maybe we'll do him tomorrow. But the one quarterback that I'll tell you that I'm really interested in um, and maybe my favorite later round guy, I've discussed him before, is Cole McDonald of Hawaii. Yeah. He threw for 4,000 yards and 33 touchdowns last year. His numbers were better than Jordan Love. Cut his hair. By the way, not a huge difference in conference from the one that Love plays in as opposed to the one that Hawaii plays in, too. And I understand that his accuracy is certainly not fantastic. He threw 14 picks last year. Uh, 36 touchdowns the year before mm-hmm. that, uh, 69 touchdowns in two years at the quarterback position for a guy that's, by the way, six foot four, yep. 220 pounds. Somebody's taking a flyer on him. I, I, I mean, Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback in the NFL as a six-round pick. Trust me, somebody's going to bring Colt McDonald. Yeah, no, I, I that's that's a guy late in a draft that I'd love to see. And Jalen Hurts, somebody's going with him as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 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 They're going, Absolutely. guys. And so we got the draft coming up Thursday mm-hmm. night. That'll do it for our uh, odds segment. And um, and certainly those of you who have any opinions on any of these, mm-hmm. you'll be able to weigh in on social media throughout the day and throughout the night. Now, I personally don't have Instagram, but of course here on SportsGrid, we have an Instagram. So make sure that you send us your comments, your likes, things that you want to see, maybe players that you want us to touch on, and we'll take care of that for you on Thursday night as well. So uh, basically our, our schedule here on Fantasy Sports Today, for those of you who watch the show live every day, is Joe and I, uh, as we have been doing, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, our show is 11 to 1 Eastern. And then we will have no show on Friday, and our weekend edition is wiped out also because we're going to have draft editions of the show. So make sure you tune back in tomorrow because it'll be our final 11 to 1 show Mm -hmm. uh, of this week. And then, of course, we'll be back again on Monday for Fantasy Sports Today. So uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening, tuning in as well. Don't forget, make sure you catch Scott Farrell's show Uh, This afternoon, coming up a little bit later, coast-to-coast, in-game live, and then you can catch Joe Ranieri tomorrow morning right here on uh, on his program. And uh, certainly look forward to catching Joe in the morning as well as we get the early line show going. For Joe, I'm Craig. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks to everybody who watched. We'll see you tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.